had what two dry hours today? It's Saturday. Yeah, I think they're about. Uh, I took cool. full advantage of those two dry hours. Yeah, Scott went I was on. Pretty happy. We got that. Scott Giles. We got Bart Hockerman. So um, Scott hasn't been on the uh, the show since February when we yeah. did a show at, at Coda. Coda. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Scott is our driver development lead for GLTC, uh, and one of the people that helped build our current um, successful yet also. Doubted by everybody else. Uh, It'll never work. Beginner Adam. program. It will never work. <laughs> the same, basically the same program that like Skip Barber used for thirty years. Totally wouldn't work. It'll never work. It'll never work. <laughs> so, uh, so Scott's been around Good Life for a while, um, and we're sitting in the uh, merch booth. Uh, what time is it? We got uh, eight thirty. Uh, That's and, early. And Bart was only. hanging around. Uh, and Bart sells cool batteries now. It used to be a Pegasus. Uh, yeah, only fourteen years. Only f- just a tiny little just, stint. Just a snippet of my life. <laughs> and. Uh, 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 I have one of your cool batteries. Giles has has experience with cool batteries. cool batteries. I use one. Of your Do you know cool who batteries. doesn't? Who me? Oh, Abe doesn't have one of those. Abe cool needs to lighten that car because I don't have cars pounds. that go on track currently. Abe and has it's a minivan. I do now own a minivan, yeah, and it is no, don't excellent. Okay, look, guy. Okay. We we got something for Abe. Right. Perfect. Um, so. Uh, you started anti gravity what uh, beginning of the year? Uh, right, March, right as COVID was oh, coming yeah. into play. How's that going? That's for like you? the perfect time to start a new it, job. It's it's an excellent time to start a new job. Um, right. It was interesting, but all in all, everything's gone very well, even with okay. our wonderful social distancing. What's so? Are you are you like? Go ahead. All right. I was going to say, what's your main job at anti gravity? Sales coordinator. You come to events and you talk to everybody about everything. Right? Uh, well, you know, I. May know a person or two, right? And sometimes it plays out well. Sometimes it plays out even better, right? So just kind of been showing up at events and talking to friends and I guess you say the motorsports family, mm-hmm. and kind of making sure people are taken care of. That's good, because as you know, I'm not really a high pressure sales guy. No, no. I haven't noticed that. No, never. Hey, uh, what do you need? Like, exactly. that's, that's like the highest pressure I've ever gotten from you. In any Do you know how uh, the the grid life uh, uh, decals and stickers for the the competition often get side bushed? Oh yeah, yeah. I once had Bart Hockerman side bush something for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, side bush meaning we pick them up after hours. Earl Mitch and Company puts them in the bush on the side, <laughs> and then they write hashtag side bush on the on the package. <laughs> so, so I think uh, Bart's pretty good to people. He, well, you know. What did you buy from that? It was on one lap, right? Uh, it was um, clamps for uh, V-bands. Yeah. And, and you know. the little tiny ones for your nipples, right? Yes. No, yeah. you're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, Great. As it way, turns way out, like. Abe's secret out. I think. Ashley's right over there. In she, principle. She say it. Yeah. In principle, yeah. V-band clamps are a good idea. Yeah. Practically, I don't. I'm not impressed. They're so hard to put together. Yeah, like unless they, you're like a freaking Smedigar and you got like an eye of a tiger. And man, that that's well, shit. Well, he tried. Inch he was the one working on it at NCM and couldn't get it to go together. Yeah, V bands are always a sketchy subject. They can be a little bit of a pain. You, know? you got uh, the ones that uh, that interlock with the little step on them. Mm-hmm. Those can be okay, but like half of the time you're tightening it up and it goes, chink, and it's a yeah. little bit crooked. Uh, they're kind of annoying. Yeah, no, it's it's a pain. The yeah, they're like, kind of annoying. But uh, so you're at anti-gravity batteries now. Like, yes. what is the selling those lightweight lithium they're, batteries? They're at, a joke. At I don't Autobahn, think they're real yet. He hands me a box, and I'm like, oh, it's a promo box. Yeah. Like, so throw it up in the air. I'm not even kidding. Anything. He shipped me a battery. I took it out of the case. I was like, oh, Bart's joking. I got like an empty plastic yeah. case. What is going on with this? It, that was the demo battery. It it, I, it only works all the time. I hooked, <laughs> I hooked my car up to it a year ago, and the car is still running. Just I, I think they this. make them so light so that they can save money on shipping. I, I, totally. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How do they freaking work? Like, what's an anti-gravity battery? It's just the, the awesome lithium technology, right. and they've kind of pushed it a step further over some of the other brands and developed a battery that is, I guess say, trying to save people's forgetfulness Right, the of, restart technology. You know, with yeah. the restart or even our HD battery that cuts off at the 10.8 volts. Okay. So that way, like you guys that are out here racing, you spend how much money a weekend to go race? And you're also busy. Like you're spending, what, 1000 bucks a weekend plus. Exactly. Right. 
But do you want to show up at the event and have some battery that's not going to work yeah, for and you? Yeah, and you also leave your transponder on, and it kills it overnight. Your wideband on, and it kills it overnight. Oh, yeah, like or you solo DL plugged into your OBD2 all night, and oh, wait, it right. drains things down. How does the restart technology work? Basically, it's looking at, you know, normally your battery's always seeing a charge. Right. But if it's seeing a draw and no charge, it's going to shut itself off. Okay. And it's after it, reach, it reaches a certain voltage, which is in the 12.6 volt okay. range. So then when you go to hit the restart button, after you come back to your car and go, hey, wait, this is dead. Yeah. Hit the restart button, go to fire the car up, and fire it right back up. Right. Hey, Alex Moss. Hi, Bot. Hi, Alex Moss. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Good. You get your turn later, Alex. Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> Alex's wife and daughter were here this, this I know. They looked very happy because so nice. he was doing well. Car was staying clean. He didn't go out in the rain. You got yeah. freight trained by Mikhail on the front straight. We saw that. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> Mikhail on the TTRS. That car is gnarly, it's, man. It's not fast at all, really. It's oh. not. It's so fast. It's <laughs> crazy. It's, it's, a it's better when it has all-wheel drive, too. All right, we're watching this. It was not an all-wheel drive. Okay. So, so Scott, yeah. going Exactly. Scott drove a ZL1 Camaro today. It's Stock ZL1. It's, it, it, it sits as it rolled off the showroom floor, including brake pads, <laughs> tires, and brake fluid. I chickened out at 155 miles Why are new cars so back. good and accessible? It's absolutely They're, ridiculous. It's because you shouldn't be able to want. buy that, man. People want fast. It's so fast, though. I want fast. Abe's going to go get a drink. But then again, I is drive anybody a, wa- Who's a running BRZ. this podcast, Abe? <laughs> is there ever anybody running uh, this podcast? I kind of look at it sometimes. He's, he's using the, the Bluetooth drive shaft to run this. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he can figure it out over there. Um, so uh, how has the year with uh, the pandemic and everything happening with... How's it been for anti-gravity batteries? Like, anti-gravity? It seems like it's a builder's year. Like, a lot of people are spending more time on it. definitely been a builder's year. Um, if you really think about it, what has everybody done with pandemic life? They've gone out and gone and driven their UTVs, ATVs, and motorcycles and everything else. And stared at their project cars. And You need yeah. that escape. And then, yeah. so we were selling a lot of the power sports batteries right. Right. during the major part of the pandemic. And then as things are starting to open back up and racetracks are going, everybody's like, Oh, wait, I haven't driven my car in three months, and now I have a dead battery, and now I need something else. Let's look at a different option. My Odyssey died, because that's what my Odyssey does. We shouldn't talk bad about Odyssey. Odyssey, if you're out there, I'd love to have you as a sponsor. But my I killed so many Odysseys. You didn't say that, Adam. (laughs) You didn't say that on the podcast. Yeah, I killed a lot of Odysseys. Um, So I was so intrigued when I was at Coda in February... I'm looking at Houghton's car, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's got the restart battery on it. I'm like, how does that work? And I had talked to you uh, a little bit the year before about Correct. it. Uh, and he was like, yeah, we left the uh, we accidentally left the thing on it. The battery's fine. Just push that button, and you go. Like, yeah. And I was like, really? Because that sounds like exactly the thing that would save my weekends. That's magic. It's yeah, magic it's crazy. Stuff. On and the way back from one of our events this year, I get in the car to pull it off the trailer, and I left the wideband on. And it freaking the wide band's okay. It didn't burn it out. Oh yeah, but like it'll survive. But the wide band, wide band can run all night. But the thing had freaking nine point seven volts on it. Like I had to back yeah. it off the trailer and push it up my uphill driveway at eleven thirty at night. Come on now, no, just bump started. The neighbors no, will love you. I, I didn't have the trailer at the right angle, so it like hung up in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my shit! <laughs> Jack the nose up, and I wasn't in the car when it rolled off the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, James has been using uh, the anti-gravity batteries now for... A couple of years, several years. Three, four years now? How, how old is the company? I don't even know exactly, which is so, so crazy. Um, I want to say they started in 06, was kind of like the original first year right. kind of thing. or some, It was either 06 or 09. But it was kind of, it all started in like... With motorcycles, the right. motorsports, like power sports motorcycles. Really sports early side. on lithium stuff, too. Yeah, and their original ones didn't have any of the restart technology, didn't really right. have any protections built into it. Right. And then as things were progressing and you're seeing issues where people leave things on and right. end up shorting out a cell, and then they're like, oh my gosh, this battery sucks, but 
It so wasn't the my Sears charger from the 70s on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not use a battery tender or any other charger out there that right. is not specifically designed for lithium. Okay. Please only use a lithium-designed charger. That's smart. There call, is a reason Bart. for that. Call Bart. Get the setup. Just I, get the right I called Bart. I got the setup. Bart set me up. I'm pretty yeah. happy. Um, they hold the charge all winter if you shut them off and kill the battery? Well, it's, uh, basically, the one that's in my BRZ has been in there since March of 2018. Right. It has never seen a charging system other than the car. This sounds so amazing. And in winter, because <laughs> I only drive the car from, say, April through October, in winter I just disconnect both terminals and right. it sits in the garage where it gets down, well, last winter, what was it, like 12 degrees in my garage at yeah. one point? Even though it's attached to the house, yeah, you're Wisconsinite. Yeah, this this nice Wisconsin cold stuff, right? And it is totally good. Yeah. So you come spring, hook positive, negative up, go fire up the car, and I love it. Get on your merry way. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna put it in at Autobahn when I got one from you, but like the shape was like a tiny bit different for my mount, and I well, had made the know. mount for my motorcycle battery. Um, and I'm excited to uh, never plug in my battery tender ever again. Uh, I'm really excited about so it. So he, he set me up. I think the one he gave me, this is on our first-gen autocross car, the mm-hmm. first-gen CRX autocross mm-hmm. car. That The car's all about lightweight. It's a 1,600-pound car. Yeah. And uh, I keep – and uh, he also gave me the Optimate um, charger. Charger, I keep yeah. plugging it in, and, it like, after a couple of minutes, it just turns green. Yo, all's good, bro. Car's good to go. Goes, all right. Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, okay. It doesn't – nothing – yeah, it's been completely maintenance-free. I'm excited to use it's it. completely right. maintenance-free three-and-three-quarter-pound battery. It's yeah. absolutely insane. So the, the general theory is on lithium that it only loses 0.1% of its charge over a year of storage. That's not a lot. So, I mean, in the grand schemes, when you think about that, that's like nothing. So uh, three or four years ago when I was running an SCCA STL CRX, I had read this autocross thread by Leafy on Road Race Autocross, and he used a... 14 volt aircraft like model airplane aircraft battery and he's like just buy this one yeah. it's got five no, it doesn't work it doesn't work. no it totally actually uh, worked uh, uh it's got it's got uh five gauge bullet connectors and all that but like it's not meant for this but it's a lithium battery Li- a lithium whatever yeah. and it didn't have a lot of guts but that thing held i still use it as a jump pack randomly like it held the charge and, for four years and, and and that's the thing i mean like Lithium batteries in general, they have a very dense right. power. And it's great. Yeah, you can use it. I've seen guys do that. Honestly, the battery that, the little model aircraft battery, yeah. is the same weight as like the big uh, anti gravity battery. It's literally within half a couple ounces. Like it's crazy. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, it's a little solid brick versus your The box downside that's is like you run into that sketchy aspect of they're hooking oh. it up to those wires oh, and know, whatnot. And then you're like, yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I've seen a couple a swell bit, doing that, but it did work. Lithium is stuff; it's really impressive. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's really I mean, impressive. I and that's kind of the thing that you know you get into is a lot of people are used to what people did with lithium, right. lithium and now we kind of push that envelope to be more mainstream and safety oriented, and and more safety oriented, yeah. less chance or risk of fire in your vehicle, yeah. which fire is, sucks, man. that's the big thing that everybody always talks about with lithium. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, you know, well, it, it, that's the five yeah. year ago concern too. You're like, Oh yeah. man, I saw that one time when it lit that car on fire. So because they were doing everything wrong. It, well, or they shorted <laughs> out a cell and then they're trying to start it. So, right. you know, well, you know, yeah. But we did also come out with a newer line that's a direct fit okay. battery. So like your standard group size batteries, all the H, H5, H6, H7, H8. Bolt into a factory thing. chassis. Kind yeah. Of. Like right. your Porsche Cayman or GT3, whatever. It's a replacement battery for those vehicles for basically a third the price of it from the factory. Really? Yes. Wow. And probably some lighter, too. Of, some of the... Eh, Close, but it has the safety features built in oh, okay, cool. that some of the factory batteries don't. I know um, some of the factory Porsche batteries are lithium. Right. You know? Same with BMW. Oh, yeah. Well, some of the new stuff is really crazy. They it? don't have any any of the restart technology or right. protections built into the battery right. for low voltage. So you can still kill those batteries. Do uh, so. Do you guys do anything in the uh, in the RV world? 
So, funny thing that you mentioned that. That's the thing. I've been, I'm thinking about putting a lot of solar I, on my RV. As, why, as, why does it always come back to yeah. that? Hey, so, hold that door shut. <laughs> so, so we're back to this like whole solar and RVs and, you know. I'm just curious. Everybody wants like, to do good stuff. So, we have something in the works that was supposed to be a release point near SEMA. Okay. Or at SEMA. And with things going on, there are, you know. Right. You know, no SEMA per se. You're the best. So now we're looking at how that's going to launch per se. But you didn't hear it from me that we do have a 100 amp hour, 200 cranking amp solar Adam's lithium just got real big. Did battery you see that? in the works. Big old battery. Yeah. It's well, why do you want to put solar on your RV when you can just run the diesel generator and everything runs great? I don't know. I would want solar because I can't keep my generator running. Well, if if I don't need crazy AC because it's a thousand degrees, it's really nice to just be able to like run everything, but not run the generator. But mm. I don't know. Uh, and I've I've thought about you know like leaving my family, my wife, and just living in it in the boondocks and disappearing. Oh uh, yeah. I actually haven't thought about that. But <laughs> yeah. Well, we all think about that. I mean, but, but I've thought enough know. about it to. <laughs> Hi, Charlie yeah. from Hard Times. Um. So well, we're, that's we're, interesting. There I think we're looking else at uh, estimated weight on that about twenty three pounds for a Group Thirty One size. Dude, it would battery. pull five hundred pounds out of the back of my bus. Oh yeah, I have so many now, batteries back there. Don't get me wrong; they're not going to be cheap. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. But they're still going to be less that's kind expensive long term. That's exciting because, in theory, lithium batteries, if properly maintained, right, should last five to ten years, if okay. not longer. I love that. So my Walmart uh, deep cycles, they already seem like they're garbage and they're two years old. So, yeah. Well, yeah. they don't make lead acid it. batteries like they used to. <laughs> no, they definitely don't seem <laughs> They're to. still just as heavy. They just don't work as well yeah. or last as long. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming out, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were at uh, Colorado. You were at yes. this one. Were yes. you at Mid-Ohio? I was not at Mid-Ohio. You were at Gingerman, though, right? No, I like I didn't get I think out. I talked to you about it, but you we didn't come. we talked about it a little bit. But the whole thing was getting out during the shenanigans. Right. So now, what we, else have we done? You were at Audubon. That's where you were. That's I was at Audubon. Yeah, yes, and then I was at the circuit. Right. When you guys were up there for that GLTC. That's right. Had to see you know anti gravity battery driver James Houghton. Right. Go and you know put some heat on everybody. He did do quite well that weekend. Yeah, you know that yeah. guy's sick. So. Wow, what a transition we just made. He we did well. Did yeah, we're going to be talking about GLTC cars in a minute. But yeah. Where do people find out? I mean, you can hang out, but where do people find out about anti-gravity batteries? Uh, well, I mean, I'm pretty out in the open. Bart so, Hockerman. Uh, yeah. On Instagram, the whole Bart from anti-gravity. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, we do have a website. We do have good people like our friend Ravi down at We Don't Lift in oh, Arizona. Yeah. yeah, I was just texting with him the other day about the code event. Yeah, so. he's one of the uh, top sellers of anti-gravity batteries currently. Yeah. Cool. And uh, just kind of working on building out the East Coast dealer network. So if you're looking, right, let me know. It's literally like a small company. You're trying to build rad batteries and sell them to all the people. Correct. I love that. So It's the American way, man. Exactly. Yeah. Hustle. Make it happen. Hustle, hang out with your friends, and sell stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No. You got to work. Hustle every day. Never take a holiday off, man. Yeah, man. That sounds so, like a rap song. I don't know. So now you guys are going to be talking about this, the new hot ticket. Well, we're talking, Scott the has a lot. The hottest ticket? Not the hottest, but Scott's got a lot of ideas. I don't know. I think it's GLTC the coolest cars. thing right now in racing right now is GLTC. By far. I appreciate that, man. Like, I mean, and I've, I appreciate that I've, too. I've been we around this that. a long time. And I think it's legitimately the coolest thing in motorsports, and that's I actually look forward to coming to the event. Warms just my for heart. That. <laughs> it, it, what, so when people say things like that, it both warms Adam's heart and completely stresses him out. Yeah, like did you guys time. just see my face go pale? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> so, totally, it totally yeah, did. It, it's okay. So I, I pulled up to this track uh, yesterday afternoon, and I saw one of my best buddies in the world. He's one of our photographers, Chris Sullivan, uh, and there's a whole line of people. And, like, everybody's asking us, like, what to do. And I was just, I said to Chris, I'm like, dude, nobody realizes I've been faking this for 17 years. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. He keeps on. saying that, but we keep <laughs> pressing I, forward. And I, I, I think it's. Uh, 
he knows what's going on, and it's just like so ingrained that he thinks he doesn't know what's going on. Well, you put all the thought in the world into an event like this. Um, like even the schedule, I've probably looked at it. If if there was like, a, can you go on Google dot and Google like Drive and see how many times you viewed a document? Because I bet you I've I viewed and modified the document for this schedule for six months. 150 times. Like, you go on there and you just stare You're at it. You're just being think, like, thorough. If I was intermediate, what would... Like, how is my how is my day? If I'm a beginner, how's my... And there's always compromises. But, like, it's so all the little the, stupid The amazing things, thing right? about all the work that goes into building the schedule is the second the track goes hot, it's, it's all, all goes it's to all shit. All of somebody... Some, like, if my schedule was this table, somebody would kick that table, flip it over... Light it on fire. <laughs> well, see, I, you Five know, minutes it, into session one, somebody dude, oils no, down t- the front straight, and it's all over. Today, with. the ambulance was late, and we couldn't go hot for 12 minutes. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> always something. It is always, always. something. Well, yeah. it runs well, though. Yeah, it's going all right. I mean, for, faking it, man. for my limited events that I've been at, faking it. They, they all seem to run well. Everybody has a good time. Yeah. And that's why people keep coming back. It's the smiles per dollar, man. That's I the tell goal. people that grid life internally is like a cancer patient with a on chemo yeah. with a really nice wig and good makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we look fantastic, but on the inside, Everybody's oh, man, it's a struggle. Dying. It's a total struggle. Yeah. We're almost dead at all times. <laughs> so we got this thing, GLTC, we talked about it on the show way too much. Everybody's probably so sick of it. Well, it's because but. it's the coolest thing. I don't Bart th- just said it's the coolest thing. Dude, I don't think anybody's sick of it. I think people are excited about it. Uh, it's probably true. <laughs> probably <laughs> true. As, much as, as, as much as people be like, oh my gosh, it's GLTC again. But I yeah, can't. Like, when you come to every event, it's every event is different. And who's going to be yeah. leading? We, That's the, the cool part. This is the biggest field we've ever had, too. Um, but I can't, I can't like take praise and like say that, oh yeah, that's cool, isn't it? I'm like... I have no idea how we did it. It's my, it might die. <laughs> it's not dying. It's great. Uh, Scott, what are your ideas? If you were, say you had. So let, let's give the prompt. Yeah. So Scott, say Scott has unlimited dollars and time. Uh, okay. Do you, do you have five cars? I, I want to take build? a step back. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think that people around GLTC believe right, right. that the only way to be competitive in a GLTC is to K-swap a car. Something. Whether well, it's a Miata or something else. K24. That, that's, that's lemmingness. I the think, reason I mean, people think that is because it's already been proven successful. That's the yeah, only... And it, is, it doesn't mean other things aren't also It is easy successful. button, push that thing in, get that TSX motor, yep. tune it some way, and you're good to go. Like, yep. it's a thing. No, it's it's not obviously a bad, it's a thing. Not a bad, it's so a great it, way to go. Is right? it K-swap all things? It's true. It's like I mean, LS yeah. all things, right? I have K24 swapped a car. It's I, not a dumb thing to do. No, it's, it's not a stupid. $700 motor that went straight to the front. What we're asking, Scott, is if you're not doing that, right. what are you doing if you want to be fast? What's your number five build for GLTC if you were to so say non Here's how I'd like to break this down. All right, you two, two different ways. The easy button, write a check, go to the front, or build. So, to me, the easiest button, right? easiest of all the easy buttons, is an HPD TCA spec Honda Civic Si, the 1.5 liter turbo. That car, all day long, can put down the power that you need to hit the power-to-weight ratio and that chassis and run up front. You just you find one used, the World Challenge TCA car or an SCCA T3 car, right. or you just write a check to uh, Honda Performance Development and buy a brand new, off the production line right. Honda. I think they're sixty five thousand dollars. I think they're cheaper than that. They were like fifty two, and then yeah, ready you put stuff in it. Yeah. Ready to go, caged everything. You just add your personal safety devices to them and put right. your wrap on it and your livery, and you go. Right. Um, brand car, new car, no rust. Don't have to no, paint brand it. New don't car. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the warranty, but it's a brand new car. Um, that car, you can tune it to twenty five, two fifty, whatever. Run street to. I would seriously think about putting like two twenty five to two thirty at the ground, which you can easily do with that powertrain with just a tune, right? And running a street tire setup on it, and uh, doing the kind of the approach that uh, James has done with his TSX. Do a street tired car that no one else can. It's not the quickest car in the corners, but I dare you to pass me in a straight line. Right, kind of car. There's something you to can, that. You just write a check, and if you're a good driver, you're at the front instantly. You don't have to redevelop anything. You don't have to engineer anything. You don't have to swap anything. 
You don't have to do any wiring. A couple of test days, you're comfortable in it, and you go. go. Right. Um, The other one of those is a Porsche Cayman. There's one here, and it's doing pretty well. Bolt-on suspensions. uh, Bolt-on suspension parts. Do an intake and exhaust. Put the cage and the safety devices in it, and go. Maybe take a little bit of horsepower out yeah, of it. Yeah, you got to you got to detone that, but you're de-stressing yep. the crap. Scott Bowling, uh, who has the winning formula built one here, all uh, day long. Literally, he was like, "Yeah, it, it's PDK car too." It's PDK um, car, yeah. The only problem he's had with it, in he's driven it a bunch. He's been all season this year. The only problem he's had with it was yesterday. It went into full limp mode, wouldn't shift, etc. You know what it was? Ran out of fuel. <laughs> Forgot to put gas in it. That'll do That's it. You so need crazy. gas. Yeah, these, forgot these to put things, gas in it. They're not Teslas. They clear the gas. codes. Yeah, clear because it you know protects itself. Clear the codes. Perfect. It's like so. smart battery. Yeah, seriously. Put a lightweight battery in that shit. So yeah. yeah, those those are at the top of my list of look. If you just if yeah. you if you have the money in the bank and you want to run up front, if you have the driver and it takes a lot of driver talent to it run does, up front yeah. in GLTC. I mean, you can't it's just borderline buy depressing car, how yeah. hard it is. It to is. Get I mean, there. really, really good drivers so like two, can't crack the top. Two 10 years ago, Scott and I were like, "Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be up front, but like, we're going to be up close, right?" No, no we're not. <laughs> no, we're not at all. Those guys are mean and bad and fast. We have actually. Uh, it was Andy Work that was telling me earlier today. Yeah, I've won a whole bunch of championships. I can't even get the top half. <laughs> like, I'm getting murdered out there. But he's loving it. He's yeah. absolutely yeah. loving. Not being able to get into the top half. I think the you have to approach that like you know, not immediately being right up front because there's four cars or whatever. I mean, we got like what 44 this weekend or something. 40. I think, I think we had like 44 at one point. We've had some mechanical failures. Right. Multiple ra- times in the last week, today. I have heard people asking for another power to weight class in GLT, and it's it like I just shake my head. It's like no, no. no, no. The whole point is that it's one <laughs> yeah. class. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. if you want to take the thing and make it something different, then it's something different. Like if we have, and if we have two race groups, so we got like GLTX or whatever, like, GLT, then we have like GLT. What else has, like, then do we not have HPDE? Like, so what has to go? I mean, you, you know? can run a, Cor- a C5 Corvette Z06 if you want to. You just right. got to detune the crap out of it. Someone right. at Pikes Peak ran one and yes. ran well, right? Ran yeah, well. 5 3 motor, uh, stone stock. 150 race hours on that thing. So that's another so Just that's power a good transition into right. the next part of the list, which is cars that I would build if I wanted to like build and redesign a car and set it up. Right up at the top of the list, speaking of C5Z06s, is the, is the C5 FRC, FRC. Fixed roof, Ooh, roof coupe. coupe. Basically, it's the Z06, but it's cheaper and it has 50 less horsepower. So, for our purposes, you have to detune it less. Right. So, it's less entry cost. You can junkyard swap in a lot of brake parts and other parts from a Z06 on the thing, eBay parts. Right. And you, there's 50 less horsepower, and you're not paying the Z06 premium for the car up front. You yeah. can buy nice versions of that thing all day long for 15 grand. And those like, are nice it, cars. You can cage. buy like beat up autocross cars for like eighty five hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. C- cage suspension, detune it, hit your power to weight ratio, right. flat torque curve, go. That one's right up at the front. It'd be of the super list. fun too. Yeah, and sound great. Right. Car. It, was super, yeah. it would It'd sound be great so on good. on a track like this. Yeah, absolutely incredible. It'd be so fun. Yeah, uh, fat torquey power band. Yeah, uh, the one that was at PPIR. Speaking um, of Corvettes, where's Chris Tuttle? In Florida. He's hiding from everybody in Florida. Damn. Hi, Tuttle. Tuttle listens. We should tell him to come back. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I miss Chris. Chris runs a C4. That's C4 pretty awesome. Such a rad car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that C5 that was at PPIR, it was, uh, a, it was a WRL car. Yeah. Uh, and it's a 5.3 junkyard motor, Just de- uh, and he just took a bunch of power. I think he made 250. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it ran great. Yeah. Like, really well driven. It was right at the front the whole time. Uh, did everything like pretty similarly to the S two thousands too. Uh, he was what thirty five hundred pounds or thirty three hundred yeah. pounds versus the S two thousand. Like Andy Smedgar is like twenty eight. The car was whipping yeah. up on people on the oval. It though. was really cool. It was fun yeah. to watch, uh, but not a ringer. It was doing right exactly there, what you would expect right it to there. do. It was whipping up on people when the green flag dropped, right? And went, and doing a really good job on the oval. But when you got into the infield, the lighter, more nimble cars were taking over right. on the infield. And then it would get back up. So. Yep. Horses for courses, right? Right. You know, if you if you go to Coda or Road America, if you've got a high horsepower car that's really really good in a straight line, it's going to be hard to beat that. Right. That same car might struggle to get in the top ten at Mid Ohio, 
this is how it works. It's just racing. That's, that's how part of the fun of it too. You want yeah. to build the yeah. best all-around car. Yeah. And you also want to build a car that is flexible. Like you say, uh, okay, I want to add 300 pounds and bring my average horsepower up or like my, you know, yeah. I, want to, I want to detune or retune or change this or this tire, like the flexibility that it offers. We're not talking spec lines where it's like, okay, I have a 350Z. This is how I can run. Yeah. Like you can play with these things too. I know, I know I'm not I'm not going to give it away. I know somebody that's looking hard at building a GLTC C5 FRC. And you know who it is. We all know who it is. I'm not going to I'm not going to podcast out who that Do is. Do I know who it is? Oh yeah, you know who it is. Okay. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to podcast out who that's it. But oh, I hope, I I think hope I it know happens. Who you're talking about. I hope it happens. Yeah. So, actually there's two. There's two oh, yeah, people talking about. There's going to be a few of those. Um so yeah, I loved it. That's I mean, I'll, that's a good car. It's a good car. Again, good chassis. You, you know, good another suspension. good one that we haven't seen yet. So I want you to think about uh, uh, James, the Canadian Bullet Car. Right. TSX. That's a really good build. That would be that car would do great here oh, at yeah. Road America. Oh yeah. Perfect for this track. It did great at Coda. Um, I'm gonna throw something out. It's gonna sound a little bit odd, but if you think about it, no, it's not. What's that? How about bulleting a Ford Fiesta ST? I don't see any reason. I mean, you got like 400 foot-pounds of torque. You can put 250 to the ground yeah. all day long on that car, make it slick, put it on street tires, and dare anybody to pass you on the straightaways. And you play with the tune to where it's yeah, everywhere. And put a downpipe yeah. and a tune on that thing. That That's thing will make 250 idea. all day long. What kind of torque would that make there? Pretty much whatever you want it to make. It'll be over 200. Oh, it'll probably be over 300. Yeah, easy. You said Fiesta ST or Focus? Fiesta ST. I Fiesta. would go Fiesta. Oh, Fiesta. Finch is going to listen to this. He's going to have go. an What's idea. What's car? It's a Fiesta ST. They all look the same. Dude. Totally and completely stop. How That's do you keep them from rolling over? Three cylinders. You make them really low. Don't let Finch drive them. Oh, poor right guy. Um, <laughs> i got to buy no, some trailer um, tires from him on Monday, too. <laughs> Actually, lower, I mean, lower, we love you, Brad. Lower them, uh, do some yeah. suspension work, and widen the track. There you go. Which, by the way, in our rules, you can flare the fenders, widen the track, right. put more wheel and tire on them, put street tires on them, you can put more wheel and tire on them. Oh, you imagine a cool one would look like a, if it looked like a rally car, too? Yeah. No, you could totally to do ground. a rally fiesta. Like a rally, uh, a world rally, or not world rally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, X Games rally cross yeah. type. You can easily oh, yeah. put 250 to the ground all day long in that car. Uh, or less and keep it lighter. You or, can probably get that car in, this, in like the 2,600-pound range. You go, so, you just yeah. pass me in a straight line. They're not, bros. They're not, not expensive these days, not right? Well, no, you can still buy a brand new one last year. And, they, yeah, like you get a 100,000-mile one, it's probably cheap. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get it. They're not. The resale value on them is not yeah. real high. I think Renee's has got like forty thousand miles on it. You could buy it for less than ten grand. Uh-oh, less than Renee's 10. future GLTC wow. car is being driven to work right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's driving. That's her, but that's her winter. How do you? Uh, car. We haven't seen any cars in GLTC that are competitive that are forced induction yet. Well, do you think that's ish, because there ish. is the multiplier, or do you think there's just people just haven't done it? So, nice segue, Abe. Um, <laughs> if so. If I were going to build a car, and this was actually the car that we almost had, but some things happened. Let me guess. Happened. Jackson supercharged 1.5 liter Honda. No, not what I was building. <laughs> Damn. The car that, if I was going to just build a scratch car build my car? Swap, DC2 Integra, double wishbone, golden age of Honda, suspension system, front and rear. Can make it as light as you want. Make it as light as yeah. you want. Uh, with a 1.5 liter Honda Turbo driveline in it, right. the the new Civic Si, the motor. new Civic Si, yeah. or right. it's also in an Accord, it's also in a CRV. Yep. you can junkyard buy these things all day long for less. That than When we had Brian from Hasport on the show so last hot. year, yeah, uh, Brian was saying that he thought that this motor was effectively the new K series yeah. because be. they're in everything and they're good. You can buy them all day long. They're right. in all the junkyards. You can get them easily, no problem. Low mileage ones all day. So think about. So we talked about it a little bit earlier today. We talked about uh, the the Civic Si, the TCA spec Civic Si. Think about that in it, that same drivetrain in a lighter car with a double wishbone suspension. That wouldn't suck at all. That would not suck at all. That would. And, and honestly, if I was gonna build a GLTC car from scratch, a builder's car, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, nice long wheelbase, easy to drive. All the torque, flat torque curve, all the horsepower you need. And I, honestly, I would probably street tire it and just tune it up to the point that no one could pass me in a straight line because that's the easiest place to pass people is at the end of the straightaway. There's a lot of straights on racetracks. And, mm. and there's, and like at this racetrack, come at me, bro. 
I got 230 wheel horsepower. Freight train at the start of a race and jump eight spots. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that would be super fun. Builder's car, honestly, I'm not sure why we haven't seen one of those yet. I think it's really because people focus on the case stuff. But theoretically, that is not any more expensive to purchase and is more tunable than a K. And that little bit of turbo modifier that we have, I don't care. Big deal. Super sound. Who cares? It's two. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. Um, is it you two? put it in a front wheel drive. I don't then remember what I wrote. I mean, if I you put that in a front wheel drive car, you're still at above a hundred if you take it. So if you think about, it, we've already talked about the the latest generation Civic Si with that drivetrain in it is already a competitive car. That's a bigger, heavier car with a strut suspension. Yep. Take that drivetrain and put it in a double wishbone car with a lighter suspension. Whoa. Yeah. Right. What have I done now? It'd be really fast. Yep. I'm looking up the turbo and forced induction modifier right now. I don't remember. I think it's 2%. I think it's 2 also. So while he looks that up, here's the other thing, and this is going to get all, Adam all fired up because this happened at an event that both he and I were instructing at last weekend. Let's talk about Camry V6 motors and MR2s. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude see, I told you. It's Look. the freaking best sounding motor I've ever heard. First of all, it sounds like an F1 car going down the straightaway. It was yeah. Cone was there. Yeah. It sounded incredible. That so fast. So mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, second-gen MR2 yeah. with a junkyard Camry V6 slotted into it was fastest. Yeah. That car, it, just it was just, in. yeah, just a junkyard drop-in $500 motor with an exhaust. And that thing was on fire. Dude, it sounded so good. The first, like, two or three sessions were like, Anybody figure out what's in that thing yet? Because that is incredible. So Adam so and I are good. over there running the numbers, and we're going, oh, man, that fits. That totally works. Yeah, you drop, you, like, cut the power a little bit or detune it a You tiny, have to detune it bit. a little bit, but again. Or you, you just make f- a fat, heavy car. Oh, flat, it sounded now, so good, man. Yeah, so now you got mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, flat torque curve, six-cylinder Toyota motor that cost you 500 bucks for a junkyard. Do uh, do people put those motors into Fieros? I saw a Fiero on the way here, and I was like, that's uh, a Fiero's, awesome. A Fiero is not an MR2, though. People put a lot of things in Fieros, though. Yeah. Put a lot of stuff in Fiero. Um, what about, uh, like, yeah, you can make Fiero, so you just Lambo, talked Ferrari, about the Camry motor. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't seen a couple Lotus chassis in GLTC. Not the I, I not the sevens. Yeah. I'm talking like Elises and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it's prop, maybe entry cost. I don't know. Well, last year it was actually a uh, it was like a band chassis. Oh, is that right? I think so. Yeah. Well, you wrote the rules, I, so I, yeah. yeah, I forgot everything I did, man. <laughs> One of the things about I writing told you the I'm rules this, man. is you look at them so much that you forget what's yeah, in them. No. Lotus Exige all years plus two percent. So that's that's, that's Lotus Exige, not an Elise not an Elise. Oh, Exige. Okay, Elise. Is it Elise slash Exige? It's a hard yeah. top Elise. Reason for penalties because Exige. of the OEM flat Exige. floor and rear diffuser. Exige. No alterations are allowed. So yeah. it's, it's a factory race car. Is a Vora so. on there? What's up? Uh, I don't think so. A base Elise. It's not Exige. Elise slash Exige all years. Yeah. 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 So no, seriously, I. I don't know why we hadn't had that thought and we hadn't thought about that until that student showed up last weekend. He, he told me he got that. That motor was plucked straight from a junkyard yeah. Camry for 500 bucks. Yeah. And that car was screaming around mid-Ohio on street tires. That's a street-legal car at a so pretty cool. ridiculous pace. And I was looking at it And I bet it's going, mega reliable because it's a Camry. It's all Toyota reliability. And I was looking at that thing going, ooh, ah, uh, okay, wait a minute. Forced induction is 2%. This year. Yeah, yeah. 2%. That, that right there is a GLTC car waiting to happen. Right. It was so no, cool. There's no question And he had it that. hooked up to a 5-speed? Yeah. It was a 5-speed, yeah. Yeah, it sounded awesome. It sounded awesome. Fly. I mean, that thing dug out of the corners like it was Oh, it was just, so fast. I mean, you got the weight in the right place. I was place, afraid driving for how right fast wheels. he was. It was really going fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Somebody should do that. I don't know why we haven't, but somebody should do. It was that. a really, really cool build. Yeah. Um, so the right driver in the right package can go straight to the front with that right. build. No, no question about it. So many it. good ideas here. Yeah, what? No, uh, no you got to no Bart. All you can do is do a K Miata. No, all you can do. No. I heard you got to have a K Miata. I don't fit in those. You got to have a K Miata to win in GLTC. What? Uh, Anything else? Any other ideas? So this one's car? way out there. Yeah. 
V6, 6th Gen Camaro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can tell that. you from first-hand knowledge, that car handles really, that really well. That car F-U-X if you want it to, yeah, man. It's I know. a pretty good car. That's a really, really <laughs> the, good the V6, car. The V6, not the 2-liter turbo? I would go V6. What are we talking about? V, V6, 6th Gen Camaro. That's a 300 horsepower V6. Yep, you can slot that thing right in. It's a big, heavy car, but you can right. slot that thing right in. Um, we saw a couple of V6 Mustangs, the yep. uh, the ST, no ITS Mustangs, Ron Earp and his buddy uh, yeah. John. John, yeah, Jim? having driven, Jim. having driven both, you want the Camaro. What do those weigh? A lot, yeah. a lot. But you can put the horsepower down that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can probably put 260 to the wheel. What about yeah. taking that motor and sticking in like a Solstice? Oh, yeah. You can, do, you can do some heat with that thing. Yeah. Some damage. Good point. <laughs> that that yeah. Solstice, That's why we invited you to come That today, Solstice Mark. can fit there, big tires a, underneath there's it. There's a lemons, prepped, lemons Chump Car Prep Solstice. Maybe it's a, whatever the other one is. Um, the Sky. sky. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, that is, it's been talking to me a lot. And it's got a severely detuned LS motor in it. Uh, but he's like, even at my lowest power, I'm going to have to be like 3,200 pounds. And I'm like, what's the lightest you can get? He's like, I don't know, 3,100? I'm like, what is your complaint at all? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, those, those are good chassis, too. That's, That's a, a really, good, a really chassis. good chassis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's another one. And I don't know why we haven't seen many of these. 350Z. Well, we've seen, what? Austin Hurdle is coming. 370Z. We got one 350Z this weekend. We got a 350Z this we weekend. We two it's a, here it's last a, year. It's a champ car build with a stock drive line Dude. on it running Max's tires and in a butcher shop of a field. That, is, that dude's running mid-pack. That is not a champ car build, though. That yeah, thing, it was kind of nice for a champ car build. That thing is really nice. It's, car. <laughs> it's really nice for a champ. It's nicer than your average champ car it's build. It's nicer than your average DLTC car. But it's car. supposed to be champ car it legal. Was go- it, it, it was going to be a champ. Yeah. It never actually but got But anyway, that, thing, that thing's running around around 20th in a field, a really, really tough field of 40 cars. Right. With nothing real special in Max's No, there's something tires. there. There's something there. there there's, there's, there's a lot of potential there, Same actually. car in RE71Rs is a monster. What are those? Oh man, look at this! I thought oh, these were cigars, but oh they're my, we're being gifted, gifted things. Is there so drugs in this? I was thinking somebody was having a baby. Is there drugs in this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Don't give Adam edibles. Nobody things go sideways ever if you again. get Adam edibles. Ever, ever again. No Anything edibles else for Adam. Adam. I don't know. What do you think? Throw one out there that you think somebody should have built that we haven't built yet. Um, I've thought a lot about And the it's not a supercharged 1.5 liter Yeah, That's just the car I wanted. Civic. <laughs> and it's like, with, with Lambo doors. It's happily there. <laughs> like, it exists in GLTs. I mean, let's face it. We've had a minivan. Or so, so, and so that minivan didn't even finish at the back of the pack. That's all my, you need to know. Dude, the, the guy with the 350Z this weekend, Greg, he has, Greg, yeah. he's got a 16-valve Cosworth uh, 198. And he there's, says it runs the same one. lap times. There's another one. Like yeah. I think that would be a cool car. Hot. I would love to see a wild, uh, like a wild old school uh, E30 M3. Um, but that engine's so expensive to run now that what's, what's S14 motor or whatever? Yeah, uh, the, the four liter. The high uh, yeah, that's, those things are yeah. high high dollar. Um, so I think I'm totally off base. But I was thinking about one. I've never. I've only driven one on the street, but. Um, the the Cadillacs that use like the uh, A chassis, the one that is used in the C- or the ATSV, right. yeah, it's they a they use that chassis and other stuff. I wonder if you could do something with a Cadillac with like the three six or whatever. You could. It comes with a turbo four too. It's a yeah. two point liter, two point oh liter. I'm sure it would be heavy, but if you start taking it's out the exact all the luxury same bits, is the Camaro. Yeah. No, that that's in there too. It's got a little higher entry cost because it's a Cadillac. But yeah, but I mean, you could probably you, get a six or eight year old one. Yeah, no, the, re- the resale on those things isn't huge, yeah. not not at all. Bart doesn't come from our jaded world. Do you have any other ideas for something like this, Bart? Dude, I I always go back to all that vintage old '90s stuff where yes. things were light. I'm thinking like, what's the coolest '80s chassis we haven't seen? You know, like Fiero. If we, if Duh. we no, if There's we go if we go '80s coming. chassis. Oh. I mean, think of all the options that were there. Right. You know, you had more rear-wheel rear drive options, so like old Corollas. You know, like, where's the A86 out here? 
Right. I mean, they're granted, all drifting. Yeah, I know they're all drifting. Or, or they're super expensive and bring a trailer. You know, two forties. We're not seeing a lot of two forties. Not yet. No. Um, but I mean, those were a little bit heavy. But I just go back to Honda chassis. Yeah. Honda chassis in the the late eighties, early nineties, were where it was. Jackson at. blowers and the Lambo doors. Well, <laughs> at this point, put another newer Honda motor in. I no, mean, that that is such a good I'll idea. I'll never do it. Single cam for life, boy. <laughs> D series. He can't do anything but a D series. Well, That's all he can do. do a D series is fine. Ish. Shut your mouth. It's not fine. It's terrible. <laughs> so, uh, in all honesty, when we were building uh, Clappy the K twenty four fit, we have some really really deep thought to put in a six cylinder minivan motor in that thing. So fast. My so minivan. It be, so it would be the reason we we moved away from that. Is it would be super, super front heavy. Oh, for sure. So it would be like a like a seventy five twenty five weight distribution on that car. It'd be new still, new still, minivans make still, like two hundred and eighty you know, horse. It the, it's a lot. Oh yeah. But that still swings back to okay. It's super heavy, seventy five twenty five weight distribution. But pass me at the end of the road straight, bro. <laughs> You're not no. gonna do it. You're absolutely not gonna do it. What about some early nineties Accords? Go to that old DTM style. CB7s and stuff like that or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, there's so many, like, old Hondas that got to be, like, so rotten somewhere Hondas. to go I just want more save. of those. So, I would love to see, like, a like a, like a a really old, like, two-door Jetta. Like, one of them <laughs> random-ass, like, uh, second-gen two-door Jettas. It's very Jettas interesting that to the ground. Oh, man. It's very interesting that you bring that up because another thing on my list is how come we don't see GTIs out here? I was right. thinking more about GTIs. Yeah. yeah. Because... They do have DSGs. Some of the new ones do, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I we haven't yeah. seen one yet, and I'm not sure why. Oh, we probably will. Um, Christian Falopa had uh, the old GTI. The old, yeah, yeah, the old uh, Jetta, And he's yeah. talked about, like, he really wants to do a DSG swap, but currently our rules forbid a dual-clutch transmission in a car that you couldn't buy it with right. that in there. Which um, I feel... Feel like I would prefer to see those kinds of swaps. So, I th- if I it know. were my rule set, I don't think it would be disallowed. Well, it's my rule set. I know. It's Adam's. Rule I, set. I don't want it to be like the requirement that you have a PDK or a DSG because, like, that could be a slippery slope, man. So the the other easy button, it, and there's nothing easy button about race cars with the e- easy button, S two thousands and BRZs. You know, we're looking at uh, Tom and uh, Pervez both. We're stock. in the top five today. Stock motored uh, S2000. Tune it, bolt-ons. So Go. I think this allows us to segue to the next show. Uh, we're going to have Alex Moss and Andy Smedegard on the show here in, like, just a couple minutes. Right. And uh, Moss and Andy are doing a BMW DC- DCT swap into an S2000. And uh, they're kind of Instagram famous at this point because that, like, it's gotten 1,100 shares. Just one picture on Andy. Right. We don't do borderline stupid. We go straight to full stupid. Well, let's kick the rock right in Wisconsin. So, and middle of Wisconsin. Right. So we should probably call it. It's been about 48 minutes. That's a good show. Uh, We should do one with Andy and Moss because Andy's king of the mountain now. That's true. So Moss's car. At the end of the day, GLTC. Is a K swap series. You got to have that to win, right? That's what I heard in the bathroom today. I've heard that fifteen times today. He actually Scott actually heard it in the bathroom today. Yeah, and he was. So I was mad. in the bathroom. I heard somebody in the bathroom talk about, yeah, you can't win that unless you have a K Miata. And I was like, ooh, I'm angry. I'm angry now. <laughs> Did you Rick say that Gerd. to him? <laughs> no, I was too busy peeing to tell them that I was angry, but. Because that would have been weird. Today, I almost peed in my jacket because <laughs> Gary radioed me while I was peeing. <laughs> my jacket almost went in front of my dingling, but it didn't turn, do it. Turn the radio off when you're peeing, Adam. Yeah, Take a break. Got to Take a break, man. Well, it was a pretty good day overall. Um, I appreciate your help with uh, Compy Vales. Everybody doing all right besides Colton, who... We're, we're, uh, we're doing okay. Colton's car drove him into the wall when all the lights yeah. came on and the ABS Yeah, right now up. we cannot highly recommend an SMG BMW. Well, at least the ABS system that locks up the rear wheels yeah, and that, crashes There was you. nothing about that that went really well. That was not great. But, uh, yeah, a couple of E46s had a rough day. We had a, we yeah. had a bad E46 day today. Yeah. Single car incidents, they crashed themselves. Yep. But, we're we're uh, still on our pathway of GLTC drivers do not wreck other GLTC drivers. That's the goal, at least. But, so we're going to um, stick with that. Anti-gravity batteries. You want to have them Google anti-gravity batteries or 
Bart at Anagravity. Sure. Everything it. works. You'll find us very easily. He's uh, doing the high-pressure sales thing to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Hey, totally. what do you not? need? Google it. How can I be nicer than I should because I'm from Wisconsin and cheese well, is cheap? You know, it's what we do. Yeah, I love it, man. So, I appreciate you coming out. Well, uh, we're in your home turf, me. but uh, you drove a thousand miles to Colorado to hang out with us. So. Yeah, I know. It was a good time. That's even, a wild event. Even minus it? the window, it was all good. Yeah, his car, his, his FJ was the one that got freaking BB'd by a uh, drift car. I heard about that. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryan Turek, Chris Forsberg, they like to ride those walls just a little bit. Yeah, I know. So, but it's all good. You well, tell everybody your your car got busted by a professional drifter. I probably owe Bart like hey, 150 bucks. It, it's like 10 seconds worth, worth of YouTube fame, so it's all good. There you go. You're good. Yeah, and there's more expensive things in life. Maybe than next exactly. year we will ramp your FJ over some drift cars. Dude, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I'm just, in. I'll drive it. I'll do we'll, that. We'll just have to figure out some suspension. Going a lot more no, now. No, see, we don't apply yeah. any thought to it. Just do it. Just yeah. see what happens. Man. We'll, we'll make sure there are some That's future Bart's problem. <laughs> yeah. then. F that guy. Yeah. <laughs> future, Bart's. future Bart, who cares? All you got to do is buy track insurance, man. Oh, exactly. The first one to buy insurance. <laughs> <laughs> just gave away the whole thing on a podcast. Yeah, the first one to buy FJ Cruiser <laughs> track insurance in the world. Can't wait to talk to the Haggerty guys about that one. Uh, so... We were on Pike's Peak Raceway, and it just folded in half for no reason. I don't know why. How, I don't did, know. It, how did it land on the nose on top of a drift car? We don't really know. I don't know. You what know, what some, sometimes things get really weird. On See, racetracks. what had happened was. <laughs> so what, what had happened was. Just got no control over anything happening around. Yeah. No, All right, let's do the next show. Uh, want to thank uh, a lot of people. Patreons, Apex Pro. Yeah. Um, uh, racing radios helping us out with radios here at this event. Uh, pretty much everybody that's helping us out at this event. Chris, re- bring you chocolate covered pretzels. These are freaking delicious. I really do appreciate all the uh, a lot of the workers and like the grid workers that are helping us out this weekend. They're podcast listeners. I I'm so thankful that they're here. Like just volunteer and come and hang out. So uh, trying to show them a good time. They get to fist bump a bunch of race car drivers and have a good time. So. Um, everybody that makes the grid life world revolve and not fall on its face, I just love all of you so much. So, thanks everybody. Yeah, man. Bye, y'all. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the pits at Grid Life to say hello. 